One of the things that I have really missed over this challenging past year is the London Marathon. In our church calendar, it usually goes something like Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday, Marathon Sunday. The London Marathon is a remarkable event, usually held in April, where about 50,000 runners head off on a course around London streets, which are lined with hundreds of thousands of supporters cheering the runners on. It is an amazing day, and the course goes past our church gates at St Paul Shadwell, not once, but twice. And I have had the great privilege of running in the London Marathon, not once, but twice. And I'll never forget the first time I ran for a charity quite last minute and basically I didn't have any time to train. But being crazy confident, I thought, no problem, I can do this. And of course it started well, it was a beautiful day. The crowd was cheering and there were loads of free drinks and jelly babies being held out. Uh, But the thing about a marathon is that it's long. It's really long. And by the time I got to mile 10, I realized that this was now the furthest that I had ever run, and I wasn't even halfway. And all my confidence began to disappear as I realized that there was, in fact, nothing to base my confidence on. And the next few hours were honestly some of the most physically grueling of my life. Now, you may have heard me say before that as Christians, we should be the most confident people in the world. Not in an arrogant way, but in a fully assured way. Because we have something, someone to base our confidence on. Jesus Christ, who is alive and is cheering you on and promises to clothe you in power so that you can make it to the finish line. Well, it's the third Sunday of Easter, and we have been looking at some of the resurrection accounts in the gospel stories that are there to fuel our confidence. And today we're in Luke chapter 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you when he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, 
Why are you troubled and why did doubt rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I, myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. While they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he said to them, Do you have anything to eat here? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. And he said to them, This is what I told you when I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could hear the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you can be clothed with power from on high. As Christians, we should be the most confident people in the world. Not in an arrogant way, but in a fully assured way. Because we have something solid to base that confidence on. And that's why we're gathered to celebrate today, to celebrate Jesus and to cheer one another on because Jesus is alive and he is with you. He's with me right now by the power of his spirit. That is the source of our confidence that Jesus is alive, whether you believe it yet or not. And as crazy as it may sound, he is risen. But do you ever catch yourself thinking, this is crazy? Well, if you're anything like me, you have your moments. Uh, maybe when you're trying to explain your faith to a friend and you're not quite sure how to get across how you feel or or, or what it is you know to be true about Jesus. Well, we see this here in Luke's account of the resurrection. And Mary and some of the other women had been to visit Jesus' tomb, and when they found it empty, they were reminded of what Jesus had told them about being raised to life on the third day. And so they headed back to the rest of the disciples to tell them. But when they did, we read in verse 11 that the disciples did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Nonsense. It sounds a bit harsh, but it is a bit crazy. This Jesus, who was dead, is now alive. And bear in mind that these doubting disciples were the guys who had just spent the last three years following Jesus and had heard him teach and seen him heal, had seen him raise other dead people to life. But even these guys were having a, a moment uh, thinking, well, this death and resurrection stuff, nonsense. It's crazy. We are crazy. Well, there's an uncomfortable truth here that the Apostle Paul picks up on later in his letter to the church in Corinth. Paul writes this, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. You know, it is crazy on face value that we celebrate a God who would allow himself to be tortured and killed. 
A God who would choose for his symbol a cross. It doesn't strike you as a great branding choice. But Jesus redeems the cross, this notorious and vicious symbol of death, and he turns it into the symbol of love. On the cross, Jesus stretched his arms out wide to rescue you and me from our isolation and our insecurities, to cover our shame, to heal our brokenness. Jesus gave up his life in order to save yours. And then three days later, he conquered death to make a way for us to be with him and he with us. In fact, Paul writes, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The death of Jesus only makes sense in the light of the resurrection. And the resurrection only makes sense when you actually meet and experience the power of the living Jesus Christ. We read that while the disciples were still talking about all this nonsense, Jesus came himself and stood among them. And he said, peace be with you. It is I, touch me and see. And he ate with them and he he spent time with them and he encouraged them and he reminded them that he would send them all that God the Father had promised, that they would be clothed with power from on high. Now, the resurrection isn't something to be explained. It is something to be experienced. And you can experience it today. That same power from on high that Jesus promised, the power of the resurrection, the spirit of Jesus is available to you today. Just as Jesus came and stood among those first followers and interacted with them, encouraged them, he is standing with you, wanting to encourage and equip and empower you today. And this is where our crazy confidence for life should lie. That's where my confidence lies. I am confident because Jesus stands with me and I experience his presence in my life. I have experienced him provide for me and meet my needs. I experienced him heal my daughter. I've experienced his peace and his strength to cope at times of great loss. Peace to live through the stuff in my life that I just don't understand. There are times when I've prayed and I've seen my prayers answered in some amazing and powerful ways and times when Jesus has inspired me and revealed to me things that I had no right to know. And I could bumble my way through loads of stories about the difference that Jesus makes to my life. And I know that many of you can too. But we're confident Not because we know how to explain this stuff very well, but simply because Jesus, who is alive, is with us. I've experienced him. He comes and stands with me and says, Phil, 
Come and see. And he is standing with you too. So be encouraged today. Be confident. Be crazy confident. Because Jesus is alive and he is with you. Let me give you one more London Marathon story to finish. It really is such an amazing day to be a part of. This incredible race course begins in Greenwich uh, and first weaves through southeast London to Tower Bridge where you cross over the river and then you head east down the highway past our church gates uh, and you do a big loop of Canary Wharf before heading west back up the highway to the palace and the finish line. And you really are cheered on by the crowds. And in fact, often people write their, write their names on their shirts so that the crowd can shout for you and encourage you. I, I can almost still hear them shouting, go on, Phil. It is an incredible experience. But I remember one of the toughest parts is when you head east down the highway. And for about four or five miles, it basically feels like you are heading in the wrong direction. I mean, you are heading in the wrong direction. And then as you loop around Canary Wharf, the crowds begin to thin out. And and you're at about like 13 or 14 miles in and, and it is tough. And at the furthest point east, just before you turn the corner, you go past Billingsgate Fish Market. And there is no one watching. And I remember thinking, can I go on? I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And just then, there at the low point, I saw one man standing on the pavement, quietly encouraging people as they passed. And he was holding out his hand. And he wasn't giving out drinks or, or bits of fruit or jelly babies or, or, or any of that attractive sweet stuff. Instead, he was just standing there, this solitary figure, squeezing great big dollops of deep heat gel into his hand. And, uh, and as I hobbled past, I just took a load of it. And instantly, that powerful smell was just amazing. And, and I rubbed it into my tired shoulders and, and into my legs. And immediately I could feel the heat in my skin and my muscles. It was totally unexpected, but it was exactly what I needed. And I pressed on for the finish line. Now, I will never forget that. And I think that that is a good picture of how it can often feel as Jesus stands with us, especially in the challenging times. And it might feel like you've been running in the wrong direction. It might feel like no one is cheering your name. And maybe you're just not sure how much longer you can go on. But no, Jesus is with you. And he knows just what you need. And when you need it. And his presence is able to go deep. The word of his scripture and the living word of his spirit are able to penetrate like a sword to comfort and to soothe, to cleanse and to heal. Jesus is alive. He is present and powerful and mighty to save.
And I want to invite you right now to receive him. To acknowledge his presence. To receive his peace and his power. And like those early disciples, to be full of joy and amazement. You may have known Jesus for for many years. And and maybe today is just a reminder, an opportunity to be refreshed. Or maybe this is the first time that you've ever been aware of Jesus with you. Or let's just wait for a moment and experience Jesus. Be with Jesus. Now, last Sunday on the, on the way into St. Paul's, someone in our congregation felt God speak to them and show them a picture of chains coming off, of chains being broken. And I wanted to share that picture with you all on our digital gathering Today, I want to encourage you that God can break chains in our lives. Perhaps like those first disciples, you feel shut up in a room today, isolated, lonely, maybe full of doubt, or perhaps sickness or, or addiction is binding you up. Or know that Jesus is alive and he is with you and so we pray in Jesus mighty name for chains to be broken today almighty God thank you for Jesus thank you for his life and death and resurrection thank you that you are with us today come Holy Spirit Come, Holy Spirit, may we know your power at work in our lives. Let me encourage you, if you feel that God has been speaking to you today, if you felt the presence of Jesus with you, please do reach out and and share it with someone. We, We would love for you to let us know, you can email us uh, prayer at sps.church uh, and we would love to be able to pray for you, to continue praying for you. That's prayer at sps.church. Just drop us an email. We'd love to continue praying for you.